0: I'm Erin, and I have two daughters, Avery, my oldest, and Rowan, my youngest.
1: And Avery is how old?
0: Twelve. Avery's twelve, and then Rowan is ten. Almost teenagers in this house. Almost teenagers, yep. Old ladies.
1: (laughs) And what would you say that you guys do for fun the most in this house, Avery?
2: Mm, Probably dance. Dance. Dancing's important to you guys, I have a feeling. Tell us, Avery, a little bit about the disco ball that your mom got for Christmas.
3: So we, like, turn the lights off at night, and then Rowan gets so excited. She just, like, won't let go of your hands, and (laughs) it's her favorite thing, and when it stops, she'll be, like, a whole other, like, she'll be a
0: little moody. (laughs) She wants to keep going, doesn't she? Avery's Avery's a good dancer with Rowie. She knows how to spin her, and she's her, you're her favorite dance partner. Yeah.
1: What I think is cool. Avery, you said that the dancing gets her excited, but watching you guys, her dancing gets you excited, and it's become—it's really cool to see that, like just in the few minutes we've been here, it's pretty evident that you're a pretty awesome big sister. Um, what do you love the most about your sister?
3: Um, I love her smile. She just sort of lights up. I
1: Erin, mean. if you had a word to describe each of your daughters, what would you say? What would you give Oh,
0: individually? Yeah,
1: just one word.
0: Oh, man. No pressure. I know. <laughs> um... Can I do two? <laughs> we'll,
3: we'll allow it. It's
0: so hard. We'll Rule breaker. We'll it's allow so it. Hard. Okay, so Avery, I would say um, she's always been tender. I think feel like that's like a really good. She's always been like just a lover. And then Rowie, I would say radiant. She just kind of has a bit of a a light about her. Um, you know, even just with being nonverbal, There's just something to how she communicates <laughs> in that way and in just the way she looks at you or her presence. So, yeah.
4: One of the light light. sweetest, yeah. most pure relationships between yeah. a mother and her daughters exists in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm Seth Carnell, and this is the Go Shout Love podcast. Ten-year-old Rowan, or Rowie as her mom likes to call her, is our feature kiddo for the month of February. And she is diagnosed with bilateral perisylvian polymicrogyra. But of course, this girl is not her diagnosis. She is everything her mom describes her as. She's determined, playful, joyful, and curious. And if you had the privilege to meet her, you would get all of this and more. But the other thing you would quickly find out is how much she is loved not only by her caring mom, but by her 12-year-old sister, Avery, as well. To describe their relationship as close would be an understatement, and it is beyond endearing and heartwarming to hear about and see. Erin will walk us through Rowan's medical journey and what challenges come with her diagnosis. She will also tell us about being Rowan and Avery's mom and what it is like to be a part of this female family trio and how much that truly means to her. In this conversation is Josh Veach, our executive director of Go Shout Love, and Jessica Santo, our family relations director and talented photographer. We were lucky enough to get to hear from Avery, and you will also hear Rowan in the background throughout the episode as well. If you get a second, go on our social media pages or watch our video on our website and see Rowan's smile. I promise it will brighten your day. Here we go.
2: makes Rowan and Avery's relationship so special? Oh my gosh. This is the part that's gonna get me emotional. <laughs> um,
0: I would say,
3: Lisa. I know,
0: sorry, just really out of the gate when I brought uh, Rowan home and we didn't know right away her diagnosis, um, but as we started navigating in realizing that there was, um, delays and, and her diagnosis, um, happened. It, it was very difficult to, um, it was very difficult to navigate for a little while, but the two of them together and just being their mom and watching them day to day, like, was so healing and so, powerful in knowing I have these two two little eyes watching me and um, the way that Avery loves Rowan and vice versa, like they wouldn't be one without the other. And it's truly just one of the most, I mean, just a complete honor to be their mom and get to see, they have their moments, but <laughs> to get to see how they love each other is a really powerful thing. I feel very lucky to get to be a part
2: of it. And kind of during a time of so many unanswered questions and worry, I think probably seeing them together gave you comfort that it's gonna be okay.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, for a while I would always kind of talk about plans beyond the plans. That's where I saw it the most was
2: She's very concerned about you. She wants,
0: yeah, she actually, she knows my, when my voice cracks, so she kind of does the little. Um, yeah, and I would say in terms of that term, the plans beyond the plans, that relationship with that I saw with Avery and Rowan was just such a really clear picture to me that there's so much more to the story, and it was that way then, and I feel that way now, just <laughs> um, with who they are and how they... Treat each other, um, yeah. It's a very strong relationship yeah, to me. Good. Yeah, that's
1: good. Avery, if you had to come up with a word to describe your mom, what would you say?
0: Loving.
3: Probably, I don't know, there's a lot of really good on. You to can, we'll
1: them. give you more than one, you can keep going.
3: Um, she's very athletic and kind and thoughtful.
2: Thanks babe. What's something that your mom has taught you? Regarding Rowan.
3: Um, always just like think about what you're doing and you know, always being gentle and like loving. And even when she like, I know she makes like huge messes sometimes. and You just have to be like, take a moment to be like, and, and it's hard when she can't like clean it up by herself. But it's to help her with all of the things that she needs help with.
2: What do you think is something that Rowan has taught you?
3: Um, to be more gentle
2: and loving,
3: and ah. I, don't I don't know, she just makes me a lot more happy.
0: I think if it's okay for me to answer that yeah, too, I, promise, I feel yeah. like what I see with Avery, and her with being a sibling to to Rowan is, um, just a different awareness, you know, around around others too. I feel like she's very. I think a lot of parents with um, children that have disabilities and there's a sibling um, in the mix, they're just very inclusive and they see things differently out in public. And Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Avery takes the time sometimes, I feel like because of our experience, to get to know people um, that she maybe normally wouldn't. and um, To be more empathetic. Empathetic and, Mm -hmm. and just even communicating to... Um, for Rowan a little bit, and advocating for her sister is something she's done a couple times with some really cool, like, I've had to step back and be like, wow, that's, that's awesome.
1: I want to dive into a little bit more of Rowan's personality, so all the things that she loves to do, what puts the biggest smile on her face, all those things.
0: You want to answer first? I don't know. Her personality, I I actually remember right away um, calling her my spitfire um, as a new baby. Like, she just was very Miss Independent. Avery was very... That's you, huh? Avery was very um, just cuddly and lovely and Rowan was like, I'm doing my own thing. And... Um, Yeah, so she, I just would say, she's always kind of had this fire about her, determined. Um, She's super silly, loves to be, um, loves to be with her friends, loves to make them laugh, laughs very easily at them too. Um, What else would you say?
3: I don't know, like all those things kind of hit.
0: She's, she, as she's gotten older, she's become a lot more tender as well, like she's She loves to, um, she's much more into snuggling now and, but just very caring for people. Like, you know, how she heard the crack in my voice. She pays attention to that and what, like, she really looks at your, in your eyes when she's with somebody and like, can kind of sense that, um, emotion and wants to comfort and, um, but yeah, she's definitely feisty. She's got, she's got... Strong opinions about things, and she loves to lead. She likes when she gets in her yeah. classroom to be um, in some of those leading roles for calendar and different things like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What else? I kind of covered did, a lot. Yeah, okay. you did cover a lot.
3: <laughs> um, like she can tell when somebody's not like not actually hurt, and when they fall, that's why she thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. And but like she can tell when they're actually sad, so she'll just like try to give them a hug and. Be really nice about,
0: oh, yes, thank you. Yeah.
1: You mentioned ahead of our visit that she loves desserts. Yes. How did you discover her love <laughs> for desserts? Yeah, she's pointing. She's, she's right.
0: like, yes. She, um, you know, I kind of mentioned a little bit about how she communicates, even though there's the nonverbal side of things. And one thing that she does when she's excited is her whole body, you know, she'll, arms are, waving, legs are kicking, she lets you know that she's very excited about something. So the dessert thing mm. is just something, I mean, mm. you'll bring it out and it's mm. instant. Like she's letting you know that she's ready and excited. Yeah. And we used to tease because feeding her like an, a regular meal or something like that, she would barely she take a it. bite or open. But no matter what, if it's dessert, she's she's on board. But yeah, she just, she's always been very excited about it. <laughs> So, and she knows, she knows the dessert places, some of our favorite favorites that we bring home. Yeah, she zones in. What are some of her favorite desserts? Ooh. She really likes donuts. She does love donuts. Whenever, if
3: you have a, dinner, you have a place, um or just have ice cream, she like makes her cold face and it's really funny. But she'll always get like cheesecake bites, so I'd say she probably really likes the soft, like, cookie sort of things.
0: She, um, she's a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup girl. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yes. That. Yes. Does she, like, have you, do you guys have crumble cookies here? We do. Oh, she boy. She does.
0: She likes a crumble cookie. She, um, the ice cream, like what Avery's mentioning, so she loves the idea of ice cream and is, that's definitely one of her favorites, but yeah, that... That sensitivity, she'll <coughs> take a bite, you kind of have to have some sort of brownie piece or something in there with it, because that cold makes her, she has a certain, that's a very cold face, doesn't she? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like instant what's happening. Oh, yeah.
0: This is yes.
1: Sensory overload with the cold.
2: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <sighs> Do you see yourself there? Yeah, sure. Well, I was really, really excited when your nomination came into Groshella, because we actually know each other. Yeah. From high school. Yeah. Which is like a billion years ago, it feels like. <laughs> But I also remember watching you become a mom Mm. and you were the type of mother that I wanted to be through the gate. So I want to know in this journey what Rowan has taught you specifically about motherhood. Mm. Okay, first of all, that means a lot. (laughs) Um, Man,
0: I would say, this is going to sound kind of, cliche, but I heard this term. I can't even remember where I heard it, but it was a phrase and they said, um, they called it elevating the mundane. You know, I had, of course, like any parent, um, when you hear of a new diagnosis, you have never heard of, there's a lot of fears. Um, but I feel like one thing that Rowan has, has taught me as a mother is just to pay attention to what most people would feel like is the mundane and to make it um, something to celebrate. Um, you know, I used to kind of write on occasion about after watching her work really hard to even open her hand out of a fist and be able to point her finger and things I just never thought twice about. It just kind of happens and people do it. And um, But now, yeah, everything from swallowing to breathing, walking, it's, uh, as a mom, I think just she's given me an awareness to um, to things <laughs> to things that um, just being grateful for the day-to-day and, uh, you know, a smile and uh, very simple, very simple things. Um, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I feel with her.
2: I really like that. Elevate the mundane. Elevate the mundane. That's neat. Yeah, so it, I'd say that's the most. Looking back on this journey with her, if you could tell yourself one thing at the beginning, Mm -hmm. go back and tell yourself one thing at the beginning, Mm -hmm. what would that be? Knowing what you know now. I think it's just that it's gonna be okay. I think I was really.
0: (laughs) She's like, mom, I know. (laughs) I think just that it's going to be okay like I your mind is um, a powerful thing and when you let it kind of take off after a diagnosis it's um, it's strong. So I think just that initial feeling that I had um, was a lot of fears and unknowns and you know, I remember also, again, I'm like a quotes, phrase, poem girl. So (laughs) another phrase that I, here, hold on, babe, that I loved, um, that I found like right around the time that, um, Rowan had her diagnosis was when nothing Mm. is sure, anything's possible. And I, I just feel because her diagnosis, every case is different. Um, I've tried really hard to trust that it's our own journey and make that a focus versus expectations of something being a certain way or not being a certain way. So, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, that it's going to be okay. Cause it's, it's, it's not only okay. It's, (laughs) I don't know, you know, I don't even know what the world would have been like if it was any other Mm -hmm. way. It's, it's.
2: There's a lot of richness too. It's undescribable. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of richness to the life that we get to. Okay. That
0: we get to <laughs> live.
2: She's it's like together. this was so much fun at the beginning. Now it's like and we, it's a little these guys sad. Like, all
1: these the dance party me. was good. Yeah. But now these friends are making us sad.
0: I know. I'm right here. I just like cookie at the for her. I own. know. It's sandwich. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we store that for later, don't we? Chipmunk. Huh? Yes.
1: You made the statement that um, like the mind being a powerful force mm-hmm. when you get when you get a diagnosis. And I'm curious, I think what you meant by that, and I want to make sure this is right, that like it could just go down a path and that path can be really dark because you just keep, it just keeps going. Yes. And I'm curious, what was your journey like after you got a diagnosis? Did you go down a dark path or mm-hmm. a path that was unhealthy or... Maybe that's not the right word, but you know was there a point that you recognized I got a shift and and because as much as the power the mind can be powerful to go down a dark path yes. it can be powerful to push you in a positive direction yes, and to be you know looking to elevate the mundane mm-hmm. and that kind of mentality, mm-hmm. was there a point in that journey after you got the diagnosis that you kind of had to make a shift, and what if so, what did that look like
0: yeah, I for sure did i I mean, to be completely candid, I had a hard time um, really openly talking about it a ton for a couple years. And um, there was just a lot I didn't understand. Of course, I absolutely adored Rowan, adored Rowan, but just kind of wrapping my head around it um, was, I just didn't know and I didn't know what that looked like for her and for her and Avery together. Um, So it was definitely it was definitely a really hard time for a little while and it ebbed and flowed um there were moments i felt like and i would say it still does there were moments i felt like it um we're gonna make this we're you know we're gonna make this a positive like again she her and avery together and her just like such a light so um as I said, like those little eyes watching me, that's that's a powerful thing, knowing that they really watch your every move. And um, so I would say it was definitely hard at times. And that, I don't know that that, I had a moment of a shift, but I would say it would sneak up sometimes even after that, like worries with the epilepsy or different things like that. But I would say the, the strongest shift for me was, um, I've always really enjoyed running and um, we kind of started a little bit uh, of a phrase like running for row Mm -hmm. and just celebrating um, her and her steps and um, all that she is able to do. And so I would say the shift kind of happened for me just through that and through being able to really focus on instead of zoning in on what could happen just being in the present with what what is what is and what we what we could celebrate versus what what um what wasn't you know potentially going to be so it was a process you know i think there were moments that i felt very strong and then there's moments i felt very weak and um
1: and, and I would assume that time. continues today, right? I mean, yeah, like it's a more of a spectrum. It's like day by day versus, a, okay, we made this shift, and now it's all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. and not, Nobody's life is like that. Like that's
0: yeah. It's it's definitely something to be intentional about, Drink. and I I try really hard to to do that. I you know again like you know we mentioned it, there's definitely moments because it's just to wrap your head around Here. some of the. Are Journey. you pushing that? No,
3: she's doing it. You stinker.
0: She do you actually need one? I'm gonna go grab her on sure. yeah. something real quick.
2: Journey. Okay, hold on. In those times where you, I think, what you said something right before we took a little break um, of uncertainty or f- fear, is there something you can do that kind of snaps you out of it quickly? Is there anything you can think of or? I guess a a piece of advice for new moms Mm -hmm. on the journey, like if you find yourself going down that path of worrying and fearing and Googling and Mm -hmm. all the things that we as moms do, what's something that can shift your focus from that?
0: Uh, one, I mean, one thing for me, because when the neurologist gave us the diagnosis, it was mom blogs that were shared because there was no black and white. Um, and I did start reading, you know, as you mentioned, kind of Googling, I did get on the internet and research a little bit. Um, but it came down to me um, to a point where I needed to get off the internet <laughs> and really just live our own story. And of course, there's moments that you still want to make sure you're educated in certain things. and But um, stepping away from that helped me a lot. And then really just practicing that you know, the gratitude thing, and, and, um, we try to kind of journal a little bit about that and make that a focus. Um, but I think really just shifting and being intentional about, about seeing those things versus, you know, the, the big scary stuff, like what could be just if it's not, not going there
2: um and, and sometimes really, maybe letting her take the wheel a little bit
0: yes kind of
2: show you guys yes what she's capable of doing absolutely
0: I she, think you've
2: you got you've always been on all these great adventures with her yeah nothing seems to slow you guys down with that what are some of your favorite adventures that you guys have gone on with her oh my goodness you hike do you hike we do hiking she's um fairly petite so she still fits in the,
0: the hiking pack that like that goes on my back and we really like doing that, or even just out here. It just kind of is a way for us to um, her to be in a different position, you know, not always sitting in her chair and up like she gets to see everything. She's a very curious kiddo. Um, yeah, so doing that with with her and Ave is something we really love doing. She loves water, so anything lake
2: or river. And um, do you still run with her quite a bit, or are you are you needing a new jogger for that? Is yeah, that-
0: so. So I do run with her on occasion, but the one that I have now, um, I have to kind of like have her Indian style in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I don't try to do that for too long cause I don't know if how comfortable it is for her. So,
2: and you guys, running is important to you. You guys tell us a little bit about running for row. I know yeah. that was big in the beginning. Yeah. What was that? What was running for row for her?
0: Um, well, we really, she really loves being outside. So that was something, you know, I, I kind of go back to. I actually just finished Dick Hoyt's book, the Rick and Dick Hoyt, who he pushed his son, who mm-hmm. had CP,
1: yeah.
0: and they ended up doing. I mean,
1: I've done a ton of marathons, tons right? Marathons, yeah. marathons,
0: triathlons, like yeah, um, which is a huge inspiration for for me as a mom with um, getting out with Rowan and yeah, she as long as she has the good snacks, <laughs> she really loves it. Um, but even it was kind of funny. I remember testing it. The longest I ran with her so far is eight miles and I was kind of testing it out to see how she would do and um she didn't even touch her snacks you know she just was like waving at everybody on the trail
3: yes
2: Yes, it is my
0: sister's name is
3: Avery
0: she was yeah she loves to wave at everyone on the trail Avery was riding her bike it was a good it was a cool cool running day um but yeah so that for me, I love it because I love being able to get out with the girls and just what it represents. You know, I guess similar to probably the story that i that's kind of an inspiration with Dick and Rick Hoyt, just that being able to be the arms and legs for your kiddo and give them experiences that maybe they wouldn't otherwise have. And that goes for running or hiking or, um, you know, any, any adventure that we get to do. I really, my favorite thing to do with both of them is Adventuring a little bit, so being able to find safe ways that we can include Rowan. She's done, she's done um, rock climbing, like a rock wall where they did adaptive for us, and that was a super cool
2: experience. And it's really amazing to see everything that they can do. Yes, and and make adaptive for these awesome it kiddos.
0: Totally is. There's
2: really nothing that can stop them. Yeah. anymore.
0: Yeah. It just really shifts your perspective when you can have those experiences. And I feel like now more than ever is such a cool time to be able to do those things. There's so many resources, um, especially I feel like being where we are now, we just, you know, Rowan gets to play on a softball team and there's the options with the climbing and the hiking and, um, dance and, um, I just, so appreciate the people that see that need and give those options for families and kids that want to kind of go outside of the box a little bit and explore, yeah.
3: Drink beer,
1: drink, 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 drink. My sister's name is Avery. My sister's name is Avery. She's so if you're playing along at home. that's a drink,
2: everyone. Three, four, five. Wow, five, that was a big one. one. She's ready to. Listeners are having a good time. Oh, have a good time, right? <laughs> With her sister Avery. Oh, what a good mom. <laughs> what do we think? Oh, my goodness.
1: Well, we've talked about personality, we've kind of talked about the house, but let's go back to the beginning mm-hmm. and talk about what Rowan's diagnosis is and yeah. how that came about and kind of her age when that happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, first getting her diagnosis. So she, there was nothing, there were no issues with um, when she was born. I had no idea that there was anything going on. And um, around four months, she started nursing kind of funny. Um but I didn't think much of that. You know, I had Avery and I knew every kiddo was different. And then I had um, a play date with a friend of mine who had a little girl the exact same age as Rowan. And she came over and was sitting up and was grabbing toys, like, and, you know, throwing balls. And um, Rowan would not take her hands out of a fist, like, would hold onto her thumbs in a fist. And that was how she was even trying to play. And that's what she had done with us, but to really see that side by side, I was, I thought, you know, that doesn't seem right. And she wasn't sitting up, you know, several things. But again, I just, I was being a little cautious about being the parent that compared her to what Avery was doing. Um, but that was definitely a moment that I knew, um, we needed to have a conversation with our pediatrician. And so we did, um, at about nine months, we ended up, um, at Children's, having an MRI and some tests done. And originally they diagnosed her with CP, um, which I didn't even really know much about at the time and looked up, you know, what that was. And there were things about it that fit, but there was a lot that didn't seem like super aligned with what she was experiencing um, or what we were experiencing with her. And so at a year, we went and got a second opinion and that was when um, we got the bilateral parasylvian. Polymycrogyra, which is a big name for rare brain malformation, um, diagnosis.
2: And, uh, did you say it was a brain malformate, brain malformation. So is it something, so it would not be considered genetic? Um,
0: actually it's interesting. So some, some of the Uh diagnosis, some of that diagnosis is genetic and some is just random. Ours was just random, which I feel like that was actually probably one of the, harder things for me when it comes to like, you know, we discussed earlier about the fears and worry. Um, as a mom, you, you love your kids and you really do. I felt you just want to do everything for them. And I mean, even when I was pregnant, being a little hippie-ish, I like was trying to do all the things. So, um, that was very hard to feel like, um, cause it happens in utero. So to feel like while I was carrying her something had happened like that was really hard um and that was probably the thing that took me the longest to really work through that it was just random um and yeah you just you want to give your kids the world and um well
2: I certainly think you are
0: oh well I that's a goal (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure I hope I hope so
1: so you got that diagnosis mm-hmm. at right around a year. A year, yeah. And <clears throat> what has, what did they um, kind of prognosis did they give you at that time? Mm-hmm. How did that impact your day to day life? And yeah, it's been nine years since then. And maybe how does that, how does where you are ten years or nine years from that diagnosis compare to maybe where you would have guessed or feared you would have been? Oh man! At that when you first got that news.
0: Yeah, I first getting that news. She wasn't rolling she she wasn't rolling over um, the fist the hands thing um, where she was keeping them in fists. There were a lot of things that um, she wasn't doing and she slowly started to do some things um, so again, I just kind of as much as I could, I tried to focus on that at the beginning and I would say just even still now I. Um, I don't know, dangerous isn't the right word, but to focus on anything outside of giving her the opportunity um, to do things and to to grow and learn, would, it just felt off. Like I just, it would put me in a bad spot and I, I just didn't want, I just didn't want to like be the reason she wasn't experiencing something. Um, but the other side of that was sometimes as a mom, of any kiddo putting a lot of pressure on yourself, like if you're doing enough, and that can sometimes be really, really hard as well. Cause um, I think you're their mom for a reason <laughs> and they love you. And sometimes we need to give ourselves a little, a little ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The one thing that I feel like from the beginning of the diagnosis to now is just how much I feel like we've been able to experience um, our relationship is just a a unique, and it's a unique space. And just being able to, um, the way that Avery loves Rowan and Rowan loves Avery and that dynamic, um, I don't know for sure, but I don't know if their relationship would be what it is if, if we weren't experiencing the journey that we're on. And I think it's changed me, you know, kind of touching on it a little bit earlier. It's completely changed me as a mother.
1: Uh, what are some of the um, wins or things that you're celebrating for Rowan or as a family right now?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think just for sure in the past couple years, she, you know, she's always been fairly social, but you can just, you, I've always, you know, she's always looked you in the eye. She's always had a really fun sense of humor. But the past couple of years, she's really, that social side and kind of cognitive side of things has grown a lot, or she's been able to kind of show a lot more of um, what she can do and what she knows. Like I kind of mentioned, when we were in the kitchen, I'll be folding laundry. She knows where the bibs go. If I put them in her lap, she'll take her chair and put them in that drawer, just (laughs) Things like that was not. She's,
2: she's showing some independence. Absolutely, yeah. and she loves, she loves those opportunities to do that. And I'm sure that was probably a thought that ran through your head as if that would ever come. Yeah. When she, when you got that diagnosis. Yeah, for sure. So it's another example of how she's just showing you. Yeah. How to navigate this. hmm I sure. think kids do that so much in these situations that we, as moms, worry and worry and worry, and sometimes we just need to let the kiddos show us. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely has taken the
0: reins on some of those some of those situations and kind of blown us out of the water with what she's what she knows or even this morning I had a moment because you know we had kind of a rough night last night as you guys know and so um, I wasn't sure typically um, after any seizure activity she's a little bit there's always that line of if they, are going to regress during something like that or not. And if the regression will stay or, or not. And so I always get a little bit leery when that stuff happens. And thankfully she, um, she has not regressed, but. Yeah, I would say she hasn't. No, no. But yeah, so this morning I was getting her oatmeal and, you know, she helps me open the fridge. She's grabbing the milk and the little, like chia seeds and everything, like just how she knows. Got her? How she knows Hi the hero. routines and wants to do it herself is, is really, is really cool. And then just, so her speech device, um, basically just her communication and social skills in general and, and being able to show us, yeah. I feel like is something that's been a huge win. Um, I think there's so much more again, so much more to the story there. I feel like she has a lot to say. Yeah. And <laughs> Hi.
1: If um, someone who's never really been around a child or a family that has a child on a rare medical journey um, and they get to meet someone like Rowan,
0: yeah,
1: what would you want the world to know about Rowan or that, that stranger um, that maybe they wouldn't, think to think about.
0: I yeah. think she's trying
2: to grab her water. Oh, she you want your
0: water. I think one thing that I notice um, with kiddos and families, just from a real world perspective of that question, when we encounter kiddos, they're so curious and I feel like they kind of want to come approach Rowan and say hi or ask questions. And um, a lot of times I think parents are trying to do the polite thing and kind of scurry them away. And Rowan would love any Any hello or high five, or so I think that's one thing just a simple gesture that you know, a kiddo in a wheelchair is um, very much the same and
2: wants to socialize. Or if you have a question, um, what would you say to those parents who are nervous for their kiddo? Um, I mean, I've been on this journey with Groshella for years now, and I I still sometimes with one of my kiddos get a little nervous, like, what if they say something that they don't know that that could be hurtful? Like, what would you say to parents in that situation? Yeah.
0: I mean, I would say, because kids are really truly going to (laughs) say actually whatever they want. Mm -hmm. We've had, you know, things like why are her legs broke and, you know, just things that are just very – the kid – the kiddos don't mean anything by it. It's just what they how they're translating what they see. Yeah,
1: unfiltered perspective. Completely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And um and it's okay. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is I don't it's more important to me like the hello and the maybe like off the cuff comment or question um versus feeling too overwhelmed or nervous to even try to kind of communicate with her or me. Um, I think sometimes actually because she, because she is so physically verbal, like without necessarily like speaking words, sometimes people will actually ask her questions. And I'm sure they think I'm the like overbearing mom who's answering for her, like, because there's times where I've had to help them, you know, they ask how old she is or something like that. So on the other side of that, um, yeah, the people that I appreciate asking the questions and then kind of help answer for Rowan or, Avery's had some amazing answers for some kiddos that have asked questions. As a sister, I really, there was one time at the, um, was it the park? There Actually, there were two instances. There was one time at the park and Rowan, again, this social bug she she'll stare you down until you kind of look at her and <laughs> we'll interact so we were at the park this was a while ago and she was just watching this this girl that was actually playing with Avery do you remember this this was a lot a long long time ago I don't I can't remember right now but the girl says is is that all she does and you know just kind of a general statement and Avery said yeah that's what she does she stares at you until you smile back at her and then she'll smile at you and makes you happy you know it's just Mm. kind of one of those like matter of fact
1: yeah as in like yeah, all she does is make your day yeah like Like,
0: that's actually a lot of what she does so that was kind of cool and then there was this other time when um oh I can't even remember how it happened do you remember when we were roller skating oh so sometimes when people ask about um Rowan's walking or why she's in a wheelchair. I'll kind of explain the kid version is that her her brain's a little bit of a different shape than ours and I'll use that um, sometimes. And there was a moment where Ava and I were like sitting together and she was like, mom, I know, I actually think I know what shape, this." she was little, I actually think I know what shape Rowan's brain is, it's heart shape. And you did that when we were roller skating. I don't remember. So, she's had some good, just speaking up for Roey, really girl. But yeah, I, just circling back to that that question about, you know, families that see anybody that that has a disability. I think I think that the family with the disabled kiddo, or um, they would just appreciate the consideration of being communicated with in a normal way. Whether it's a wave or a high-five or saying hi. But I like the questions. I think it's an opportunity to
2: share who Rowan is. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you want to share? Like yeah. Like, you would share for the whole world if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Avery, I always like to ask this of so the siblings that we get to talk to. Have you ever thought about what you want to be when you grow up for, like, a career?
3: Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I like doing sports a lot, but... It's kind of hard to decide because you, like, can't do that for art.
2: <laughs> but I don't really know. I always think it's <clears throat> interesting for the siblings because they have such a peek into such a beautiful world that yeah. not a lot of kids get to see. So it's always interesting. I'm excited to see where all of these uh, siblings go because I have a feeling they're going to do amazing, lovable things. Yeah, I think. I completely see
0: that with Abe Girl. Mm
4: -hmm. Pretty awesome. At Go Shout Love, we do amazing things for amazing families with kids on rare medical journeys. Each month we shout love for families through the sale of creative apparel inspired by the kids. This month's Savor the Sweet Life design is inspired by Rowan, a determined and playful girl from Omaha, Nebraska, who loves a good donut and other sweets. Every purchase in February will help with the cost to purchase an adaptive jogging stroller to allow Rowan to have fun experiences together with her mom and sister. Visit our website at GoShout.Love to support Rowan through the purchase of a t-shirt, hat, sweatshirt, hoodie, or other items.